0: Welcome back to the Click Podcast. I'm your host, Craig Sullivan, and this is a very special part two of our interview with Mr. Greg Aiden of Aiden Leadership. Greg, welcome back to the show. Thank you, sir. Hey, you know, we didn't really get a chance to go into servant leadership. So why don't we pick up there and if you could explain that to the audience, please. Perfect. Um,
1: There's a lot of leadership types. And yeah, when I could have could have um, de- followed or determined to to build my my firm around and I gravitated towards le- servant leadership because of all the work that Robert Greenleaf had done prior to to my time. And it's simple. It's about serving first and leading second, meaning taking care of the people that are following you through engagement and empathy and making sure that they're taken care of and then showing up as a leader. That's servant leadership in a nutshell. There
0: you go. All right. How about service leadership? Let's go into that a little bit.
1: Well, it's similar to servant leadership. It's the output of the servant being the the leader and the service that then is provided to somebody as a result of being a servant leader. And if you think about the service we provide our followers and we're in tune with serving our followers then you can stop being a manager. You can you can stop asking them to do all the work without knowing what the direction is, and that comes in the form of of again serving another human being. And we there's another word for that. It's called service leadership.
0: There you go. Now there is a big difference between being a servant leader and a manager.
1: Amen. Yeah. Managers. Well, first of all, my 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 research and my study and the way I've always viewed it is you manage a process and you lead people. Oh, right. And servant leader takes the leading people to the to another level by, again, serving that person as a follower. And I'll just refer back to what you had said earlier around parenting there aren't any more important followers than the children that you've decided to create, whether yep. you're, whether you're married or not, you had a choice and you decided that now they're your followers. And whether they're three, eight, 12 or 32, they're still your followers. They're looking to you for, for guidance and suggestions. And do you appease them? No. Do you rule them? No. Do you manage them? No. Do you support them? Yeah, that gets you about a B minus. But if you elevate them constantly by guiding and serving and leading them and you're elevating them, you're doing what? You're preparing them for tomorrow. Right. Absolutely. No different, Craig, in our organizations. the, The sole purpose of a leader is to prepare the followers for tomorrow and enable them and empower them to make the decisions. I had a beautiful conversation with someone the other day, and that's all we focused about is... How do we get people to make their own decisions? Well, some would argue that's the job of the leader to tell people what to do. No, that's a ruler. That's a dictator. A leader reminds the person who's following them or working with them or for them, you can do this. Use, your, use everything that you have to make a decision. And if it's the right one, everyone will follow you. If you need help adjusting it, that's what leaders do. I'll step in and, and give you guidance. But um that, in, that empowering feeling of the leader gives people a lot more confidence. And guess what, Craig? People stick around in companies where leaders are showing up that way.
0: They do. You know, and I know from personal experience, you know, there's been times where I've been so very happy in a position and offers had come in for more money and more this, more that. And I've actually turned them down. Uh, because I've had you know really great partnerships with the servant leaders that I worked with. Never worked for anybody. I worked with. Yeah. And you know a lot of people you know really don't seem to get that. And I think we've all been victims, and I hate to use that word, but victims of really poor leadership at various companies. And you know those are the ones that you know typically suffer they're the first ones to lay people off when there's a financial downturn and the last ones to hire and you know their whole philosophy is you will do far more with far less yeah. and you know it it just doesn't make for a very good you know work experience
1: and by the way when when you hear a leader say you're going to do more with less it's a leader saying, I'm not willing to do the, the, the more work on myself, so I'm going to show up less. Right. That's exact, And, it's, and it's, not, it, it's not the kind of leader that you want to build an organization around, but they, they're coming from a place of, I need to show not only results, but money saved. Yeah. You, you, you can't do that by discontinuing solid relationships. Now, you can, you can guide them and serve them and lead them in a way you think you can get better results, but you you, you can't do it by just pointing at somebody and reminding them that this is their job and they're lucky to be here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's never a pleasant scenario for anybody. So it's, you know, again, right now with what we're all going through, can you share some nuggets that you are, you know, in discussions with you know some of the teams that you're helping you know them stay together what are you advising them to do right now
1: communicate 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 be open and be honest with what's really troubling you and when we do get back to work how are we going to do things better people keep saying well when the new normal comes back when the new normal, what why do you want to be the new normal Right. Why don't you create right now when you have the time and the energy and the space and the time create now what it's going to be like when we when we all come back together and it's better. Yeah. Well, who wants to come back the same regardless? This is a huge, beautiful pause. Take advantage of it. So that's one. Point two is to lean into some of the customers that you haven't wanted to, and I say that very specifically, you haven't wanted to have conversations with because you've pretended you didn't have the time. But you do have the relationship. They'd love to hear from you. So point two is lean into your customers and ask them, what could we, what should we be doing better when we all come back together? And you know what? That's the same thing as asking, how can I be a better leader when you, when you speak with your children? They just might tell you exactly what you and your team need to do in order to show up better, not just for them, but for your organization. But you have to be willing to have those, have those courageous conversations. And then the third piece to that is to truly listen. Please don't ask another human being a question just because it's on your task list. Listen and, and then respond back to them and and let them know they be, be heard. So those are the three things I've been telling my clients. And frankly, as a parent and as a friend, that's, a, that's what I'm doing as well. How can I grow? How can I show up better on, on the other end? And it's amazing the kind of insight I'm getting. And if you're willing to listen to how other people can help you grow, that's humility and that's courage.
0: And and you know what, and that solidifies your relationships and it's, you know, you and I have always been in a relationship driven business, whether it was a brand or product or team members or clients and, you know, that ability to listen and not be the center of attention, but to truly hear, especially what a client has to say, (laughs) um, you know, is is just such a key component and so many people don't get it right. It is, you know, it's like, yeah, we all understand that revenue management is important, but if you're a management company and you're not in daily communications with your owners that you're representing and taking care of their assets, there's a problem. And, you know, and it's got to go beyond what the daily report is. I mean, I can pick up, you know, go into a secured website and look at the daily report, you know, in real time. Okay, I can get that. But I want to hear from you. I want that that personal connection, whether it's a phone call, a Zoom call or a team's meeting or something else, you know. But after that, take that step beyond and actually have have a conversation with 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 one of your clients, one of your teammates. You know, how can you be of service to them? Well, here's
1: here's a quick one. Le- leaders say less listen more you'll never you'll never lead like you've never led before just listen and say less ask really powerful questions and then sit back and let the person in front of you let let you know what what they believe we should be doing and the other thing about our industry it's been great seeing all these companies come out and say how clean the hotels are are becoming and how how they're disinfecting everything to address covid-19 yes i that's kind of an expectation but what yeah. i what i'd like to hear them saying is how they're retraining how they're retooling how they're refueling how they're reinventing their their guest service going forward how are they truly going to show up for the guest when things are different because the last thing that we want to spend a lot of time talking about in the lobby when people start showing up is how how bad it was. Train your staff to talk about how wonderful it, it is and how yeah. and how wonderful it's going to be. But if you want to sit around and just have victims talk about how how poor everything was and how lucky they are to have a job, well, what else do you want to talk about? And my recommendation to leaders right now is to train your staff to be ready for what's coming. I don't know when. No one does. But get, get people ready to be better than they were before and help them really serve the the guests that are coming in. And that's, that's going to, that's going to make or break the the hotels
0: period. I agree. And that's, that's part of, part of the reflection process. You know, you're going to listen to somebody and you're going to reflect on it. You're not going to simply listen to answer. You know, you've, you've got to look at it. You've got to bring the team together. How are we going to do this? What's yeah. And I really, don't like the term new normal. Nope. Um, especially right now. This is a transitional period. Okay. This was a black swan event. It wasn't like the fundamentals financially were bad or anything else. Yeah, we had some flattening rev par, but you know what? The fundamentals were still really strong in the hospitality sector. Uh, we were having problems filling jobs, um, you know, and and now everything is, you know, and decimated, and you know, it's uh, you know, I'm starting to know the other day. This is Craig, we may open one of our hotels so that we lose less money, yeah. And it's like, okay, you want to go into depth on that? And they go, yeah, but don't repeat it. I said, okay, I won't. So, uh, that's as far as I can go on that, but you know, how important is the reflection? With the team building that, that you're doing with various organizations. Well, it's, it's funny
1: you use the word reflection because it's the same, same thing we talked about early on. And I'm recommending that people spend time on their own looking in the mirror. And, and I've always said that since I've started Aiden Leadership. And because the person in the mirror will not lie to you. And if you think about it, the simple nuance about if you're lying to the person in the mirror then you you are there's something significantly wrong but when you stop and in before you go on stage before you have a big conversation before you have a a very uh serious conversation with your spouse or even your children how how do you look how do you how would you how do you occur so the reflection back to the person that's so interested in in other people if you're not right don't have that conversation well, it's scheduled. I have to. I need to honor my word. I get that. But you know what? There's nothing like calling someone in advance and saying, I'm not prepared. Can we reschedule? Yeah. Well, what's wrong? I'm just not right. I don't have what it takes today or whatever. But that is better than showing up ill-prepared or in a bad mood and you don't have the, the courage to, to let someone know that you now is not the right time. Think about how you show up when you're when you're impatient or you've been triggered and you go from one trigger and you're going to get triggered from another person before you address the people that you say are very important to you. And again, I'll call them followers. I'll call them kids. I'll call them partners or spouses. Don't they deserve the best you? So absolutely. So by reflecting for a second, Craig, taking a peek in the mirror or anything that reflects you back, your eyes don't lie to you. They will tell you you're ready. They will tell you your heart is is in this conversation. And you're ready for it. It's nothing short of preparing. But what I like to call, look in the mirror, because right now, that's that's all we have is time. Hey, I wanted to I wanted to give a shout out to a a, a friend of mine. A co he's uh, written a book called Building the Best, and it's eight proven leadership principles to elevate others to success. And his name John Eads. E-A-D-E-S. I'm actually writing a book now. I've been inspired by this guy and a few others. Clearly, Brene Brown and Simon Sinek are two of my heroes. But right. I would highly recommend Leaders than Our Leading Teams. Read this book, Building the Best by John Eads. It's uh, really going to change your world. And again, I can't say enough about how John has interviewed some of the better leaders uh, in America. And he gives you analogies and quotes. And it's a good read. So I recommend it.
0: Very good. Well, my friend, we are at the end of our time. I want to thank you for being the first two-part episode (laughs) on uh, the Click Podcast. This has been a great, great interview. I really, truly appreciate everything that you do, not only for me but our industry and your family. And I'd love to have you back soon. And before we say goodbye, would you please – Give the audience your contact information so that they can get a hold of you. Sure. Uh, AidenLeadership.com.
1: My email is Greg at AidenLeadership.com. And I still have my good old Texas number, four six nine eight seven nine eighty two eleven. And Craig, back at you. I just wanted to reflect back to you and your energy into getting good people together, your energy on getting good people on your podcast so we can all learn from one another. That's the only way we grow. And your help, exactly. you're helping us grow by, by keeping this podcast alive. And so thank you.
0: Thank you, my friend. I appreciate the kind words. And you know, hopefully we'll be seeing each other soon and being able to have a meal together again. Can't wait. And with that, if you would like to be a guest and join the conversation on the Click Podcast, please reach out to me at info at I do want to thank both Chicago title and red roof for participating in my other two shows, click connect and check out California. Those are filmed interviews and a travel log. We will be bringing those shows back as soon as possible. And if you need to get a sizzle reel filmed of your hotel that's been renovated, or recently opened, you can contact 3x10partners at info at 3x10partners. Thank you very much. Greg, stay safe, stay anchored down, and thank you again for being on the show. Right, we will see you in the next episode. Thanks, sir. Bye-bye. Bye.